Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley, episode two. Episode two. I mean, what a week it's been. I mean, everything from the presidential helicopter being all over the news to baby announcements and a fly. I just... Infamous fly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started with these hot topics. Um, So it's important to know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, with this story, Ananda Lewis, popular VJ from late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, kids. Yeah. She she recently revealed that she's been battling stage three breast cancer for the last two years. She's only 47 years old. And she talks about how she regrets not getting a mammogram sooner. Um, she said that she saw her mom go through, um, breast cancer and all the treatments and she didn't want, uh, the exposure of radiation through each mammogram, but she said, had she had gotten that mammogram at age 40, they would have been able to find this cancer a lot sooner. And And 40 is the, 40 is the recommended age for women to start getting mammograms, correct? Yes. And um, this new um, screening, it's called a PET, that the the amount of radiation um, in that is worth, is the equivalent of 30 mammograms. So Mm. she's had two of those. So she's had a total of 60 mammograms worth of radiation exposure with this scan. Um, I just, I... I don't know what to say other than I'm I'm grateful for her story, but I'm so sorry that she has to go through this. What do yeah. you think, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, when I when I read the article, I remember just thinking like I've definitely had those moments with certain tests where you do worry about potential for radiation exposure, things like that. It has never stopped me from doing things that are recommended. And yes. to her point, I get it if she felt like, well, you know, my mom was getting it regularly and she still got breast cancer, so you know, you put it in your head that one mm-hmm. correlates with another. Um, yeah. But I think it's I, I think it's wonderful that even though she was so doubtful she's able to put that aside and and come out with this story because she feels like it's what's in the best interest of other women who may be following that same train of thought because I mean there had to be probably some genetic disposition for her too to potentially get breast cancer given that her mother had breast cancer right so um you know I I wish her obviously the very best you know she mentions the article you know she wants to still be around for her nine-year-old son and you know this is the first I heard about Ananda in a very long time right so it's very very sad yeah it's very sad this is how I'm hearing about her I hadn't heard I mean one wish that's the last time I really she was. And I didn't even remember her from that. Like, listen, I'm like, you know, I remember when, as soon as I saw the face, you know, it comes back to you because you yes, remember, you know, gorgeous, she's so beautiful. Exactly. Like flawless. the hair, the everything. Yes. Like she, she was, she was always somebody that I, I like to watch doing her, you know, hosting gigs and stuff like that. Always. But, but it was just, you know, it's sad that this is the way she's coming back. But again, I just think it's wonderful. And we just talked about this on the first podcast because yes. of Chadwick about, you know, being very much more mindful of our health. And I just think as these stories come out and we hear about things you know even though 
you know, you may have it in your mind sometimes about what may be best for you. I think following the recommended advice of doctors and, you know, people who went to school is probably always in your best interest, right? Exactly. And breast cancer exactly. is one of those that the earlier you detect it, the better, as she mentions. So, yes. you know, we wish her the best and hopefully a speedy recovery. I know she says she's doing a lot of natural remedies. I don't know if she's going to yes. come out and kind of talk about what treatment she's doing outside of, you know, chemo and radiation in the normal and um, she's also cancer. doing what's recommended, which is also important to know too, because I I I am a believer of natural remedies, but um, you know, pairing the two, I think, I think is your best bet because doing, you know, going to extremes on on either side, I I, I don't agree with. Um, yeah, but I will say, um, and I'm just going to be a hundred percent transparent. I never thought about the amount of radiation exposure um, mm. when it came to uh, mammograms. So I'm kind of glad that she even talked about that, um, just even breaking it down um, mm -hmm. with the screening that she has to get now, the versus, the versus a, a standard mammogram, how it's equivalent of one of those PTE scans is mm -hmm. equivalent of 30 mammograms. And so- yeah. That was enlightening. So I, she's going to save so many lives with what, with her video. And I'm, I'm glad it's getting the rotation that it needs. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you and prayers and good vibes your way, Miss Lewis. Absolutely. So surprise, Kelly Rowland, expecting <laughs> baby number two. Uh, is she did in the most boss way on the cover of November's 2020 issue of Women's Health. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, this is her second child with her husband, her first child, Titan, um, who's a cutie. Uh, can we talk about this cover? She looks amazing. When does Duh. it, Kelly Rowland, Duh. look amazing, right? The skin is flawless, the hair is flawless, the background, you know, you just got the the, the everything popping, the melanin looking beautiful, and the sun, you know, yes. it's, it's very, it's very, very much in Kelly's uh, wheelhouse, but it's funny because I remember at the beginning of the pandemic and everything going on, I said, I wonder how many people about to be popping up with these quarantine babies Woo! because you just have so much time so on your hands. So I obviously mean, she's the latest. And uh, David Foster just announced they're expecting uh, oh, God. Emma Roberts. Pregnant. Wow, I didn't, I didn't hear about the David Foster, Catherine McPhee. That one. just came out. So yes. what is this going to be, David's it's fifth? Well, I have no idea. This man has been married multiple times. Has multiple right. Children. Well, I know. I wonder if he's finally gonna get a son. But anyway, that's neither here nor that's there. That's right. That's neither right. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Because all they all <laughs> he's he has always been the only boy. Like in his yeah. Family. If you uh, watch that, I watched that documentary on that Netflix. Documentary, so you know, it's like I, I'm. I'm a little more invested in David Foster's life. You know. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And honestly, I. I'm gonna be a little shady. His relationship with Catherine McVie was kind of like. I you're like okay like who's helping who here <laughs> like you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I mean and, it's, it's just it's it's so interesting that his daughters seem so on board with it which great I'm glad the family dynamics yeah, are good in that situation not that many years yeah she's very young what is he he's in his 70s so I mean it's just and obviously again he makes the point and says in the documentary and this is not to take us down a rabbit hole right. but you know he mentions that you know he his relationships did not always end well or smoothly no. he was not necessarily there for his children so 
you know, great. I hope, I hope he gets a son maybe. And I mean, if he gets another girl, that's amazing. We love women. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But, um, but hopefully, you know, he can be a little more present for this, for this next kid anyway. And I have to say, um, back to Kelly Rowland, the last time I saw her, she was being interviewed uh, by the B- Breakfast Club. Okay. She's promoting her um, coffee single, which is a banger. Oh, I love that song so much. That video. Girl, oh, I said, gorgeous. Kelly, you got them nipples out, girl. You said, I'm about to be free. <laughs> She looked amazing. She looked amazing. Melanin popping everywhere. All the shades. Love it. It almost looks like the 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 photo shoot was the same day as that video because the background is so similar, you know? That must be her backyard or something. Wouldn't that be nice? You know how Chloe and Haley do everything from their tennis court? Wouldn't that be nice if that's how Kelly gets down? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So our next topic, um, this week, um, we, our nation had our vice president debates. We had Senator Kamala Harris versus uh, Vice President Pence. And the, the, the largest talking point out of the whole thing was a fly yeah. that, that landed on Vice <laughs> President Pence's head for two minutes <laughs> and three seconds, according to the New York Times. Oh my goodness, somebody the, timed it? Girl, I, was, wow. I was done. The memes wow. alone, I just... Ashley, what are your thoughts? Uh, so the fly was absolutely the star of the show. Uh, <laughs> I I had I went up to my TV. I was like, hold on, is that in my house? Oh, that's on his head. Like on his head. It was just so unexpected. And I just read an article uh, a little while ago. I used to love watching Veep with Julia Louis Dreyfus, and they just did a reunion episode yes. to yes. raise money for a Biden's campaign. And she she just said like, I wish we had thought of that. Like, why didn't we ever think about something so ridiculous? Right. It seems like something out of a TV show that a fly is going to land on this man's head in the middle of a national debate and they're indoors, right? Like where does fly come from? Where does fly come from? It was such a serious topic, by the way, which I'm not going to go into, but I just, I mean, the fact that it stayed there, I just was (laughs) like, what is going on here? What robotic fly is this and who got it in the building? Because it definitely was chilling. And I know obviously his pink eye was another um, big mention from that, Girl. but I still do think the fly was the bigger story between the two. The fly was the bigger story, but I think it's so funny that our nation just gravitates to the most random things, especially on social media. And I think a lot of it has to deal with, um, you know, we love to keep from crying. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That is, it's, we're in survival mode right now. Survival we're in survival mode. mode. The most yes. random, because honestly, if it wasn't for that fly, what would have been the hot, you know, the hot takes of that debate? I wonder, but we, <laughs> we will never know. No. I want to hit on a, a speed round of topics really quick before we get into our recap of the week, which is sneaker heads. Yes, yes. Um, so speed round. Congrats are in order for Ebony K. Williams. She will be the new, the newest housewife of New York. Still can't believe that. I mean, 
I was really surprised when I saw that. Um, For people who don't know Eb- who Ebony is, you want to give a little brief background on who Ebony is? Yes, uh, she's a she's a lawyer, an author, a social commentator. She currently has a show on Revolt. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually is starting a podcast. <laughs> Uh, she's, uh, she's a brilliant woman. Um, and she's the first really black. Surprised. This is a surprise move. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, touche. I mean, I did not see this coming at all. Like the podcast, the TV show, all that makes sense. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, she's on the breakfast club often. Um, it's like between her and Angela Rye when it can't, when it comes to, you know, giving legal perspectives, um, on various things, politics, law you know, cases and et cetera. So um, I think she's she's about about it. And I think <laughs> she's going to do just fine. Yeah, I definitely think she'll hold her own. First Black cast member on Real Housewives in New York. I think she'll hold it down. Now, how much she will enjoy it, I'll be curious. You know, some people go on, they love it. Some people, nah. So we'll see if Ebony enjoys herself. I think it's interesting because I, from my understanding, isn't she single? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't know anything about Ebony's personal life. So I'm pretty sure that's intentional, but I, don't, I didn't know she was married. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of housewives who are not married. So that right, doesn't right. really matter. But, mm-hmm. you know, it should be interesting. Oh, and so the final topic I wanted to touch upon is something that we talked about last week. Um, and that is The Rock. The Rock has gained... Um, or I should say his followers on Instagram have rocketed to 200 million after his endorsement of Joe Biden. Wow. He made a four minute video on his Instagram, pretty much saying thank you. And, um, and he spoke on the importance of quote unquote, speaking your truth. All right. All right. I feel feel kind of justified in my opinion last week. I mean, again, again, good for him. Like as important as this election is and as important as we, everyone talks about with voting, exercising your rights and all that, good for him to have such a big platform and to really utilize it in a way that he feels is beneficial. I give him nothing but kudos, sir. He's number one. The, I show fan the, most, the most follow man on Instagram right now. So, Oh, so he even surpassed Will Smith. I, I I believe so. I mean, okay. he was, in that in that uh Instagram post, he ran ran down the new metrics. So another thing for him to hold over Kevin Hart's head. <laughs> uh, that's good. I love their friendship. Absolutely. All right. So you good with hot topics for the week? Yes. All right. So we will move into, as Delora mentioned, our recap for the week, which is one of the hidden gems I mentioned last week. We decided to give a little more love and that is Sneakerheads on Netflix. So Delora, I told you a little feedback I got from last week is that some people are not going to have seen some of these shows. So I'll give a synopsis first, a spoiler-free synopsis. We can give our rating, and then we'll dive deeper into kind of the meat of the recap, if that's good with you. Sounds great. All right, so Sneakerheads, as I mentioned, is on Netflix. It is six 30-minute episodes, and the synopsis is former sneakerhead turned stay-at-home dad Devin gets back in the game only to find himself five 
$5,000 in the hole after falling for a scheme. Desperate, Ooh. yeah, girl, 5000 Desperate, Devin enlists the help of his fellow shoe-loving friends on a global hunt for the elusive Jordan Zeros. So I was interested to note that Dave Myers was the director of this series. Now, I did not know that Dave Myers, who was a video director back in the day, I remember seeing him doing all the pop stars videos from NSYNC to Britney to all yes, of them, has gotten so into, yeah you, yeah, you definitely, so he's a white guy, glasses, like kind of spiky, dark hair, like you definitely know who he is. And I just didn't know he had gotten into, yeah, like it gave, like I was like, wow, Dave, I did not know you were getting into the, the uh, like other content game as a director. So that was, that was interesting to note. Um, I'll mention the main cast, which is um, Alan Maldonado plays Devin, the main character. I mentioned last time Alan has been in things like Blackish and um, Andrew Bachelor, aka King Bach, plays Bobby, who is his best friend in the show. You have uh, a Social newcomer. Yes, and comedian. He's very funny. Uh, you have uh, a newcomer that I hadn't seen anything else, Jernest Porchato, who plays Nori. Uh, you have Matthew Jostin, who plays Stewie. And you have Yanni King, who plays Devin's wife, Christine. So that's just kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Delora, what did you think overall of this series and what grade did you rate it? Oh, Ashley, it's so much pressure. Okay, so... <laughs> What did I think about this film? I will first say I am not a sneaker sneakerhead, okay? <laughs> so a lot of what they had to, a lot of what they were talking about went clear over my head, except when they started talking about basketball players and championships. And I'm like, oh, I I know that. I yeah. just don't know their shoes outside of Jordan. Um I'll give it a B minus. That's okay. What um, certain characters tap danced on my last nerve, <laughs> and I could not enjoy it as much as I hoped. But yeah. you know, chemistry of the cast, great. The look of the show, great. Traveling um, to and from different places, great. But the actual story plot was fine. It's individual characters I just did not care for. I got you, and I and I totally understand the that. Your time, yeah, I totally understand that. I think um, so. I I've watched it a second time now because I wanted to watch it again to be fresh for our recap. Okay. Um, and the first one, watch it as I mentioned, I love, love, loved it. I just kind of consumed that it. it was just, you know, I'm really, I think I've talked to you about it many times into kind of the the lighter TV and movies right now, just because yes. of how heavy everything is, right? So it was just so like light and fun. But to your point, yeah. I think my grade overall, especially after consuming it a second time, is a B plus. And mm -hmm. I give it a B plus because I do love sneakers, especially Jordans, which are prominently featured in the show but I also think you know some of it was very fantastical in terms of you know kind of how things unfolded and the realistic the unrealistic portions of it I should say just kind of got to me more the second time I'm like 
that's just going, that's just wrapped up way too nice. Or, you know, <laughs> this was just so far fetched or, yeah. you know, just kind of the, the, the way that they, um, and we'll get into it, the way they had Devin being kind of not submissive to Bobby, but in a sense where he just was always falling for everything Bobby said was very frustrating mm -hmm. uh, at certain points in time, for sure. So I think overall, and then again, I also think that it's, it's, and I think there's no problem with it being a more male skewed type of show, but I, I don't know if I felt like some of the female characters were as strong as I would have liked them to be. Yes, I think they, especially they Devin's tried it wife. With his wife. I think they tried it with her, but I mean, I look forward to you know going and diving go. in. Yeah, yeah, diving in. Okay, so we're diving in now. For anyone who does not want to hear the nuts and bolts, it's time to cut us off. But if you want to stick with us, please do. So let's get into Sneakerhead. So I kind of have this just broken out by episode, Dolores, since it's six episodes, but obviously yes. we can just hit kind of the, the highlights of everything as we did last week. I have notes each episode too, so. Okay, awesome. All right, so the show in and of itself, the setting is LA, right? Backdrop is LA. Sneaker culture, I guess, is popping in LA. I haven't been as an adult, so I'm gonna take y'all word for it. Um, so on episode one, we first meet Devin, and he is uh, a stay-at-home dad, as I mentioned before. Taking he care of the is, children. Yes, he's taking care of, they have two, he has two children. His wife is working towards being a lawyer, and he, in the, the first couple of minutes, you kind of figure out that he was so addicted to sneakers at one point that he almost went bankrupt, because his Damn. wife catches him looking yes. at sneakers on the computer. And I have to say, I swore, I swore it was porn, and then I realized, oh, yes. oh we're watching. Yes, they, and they tried to kind of make it seem like that because she's like really on the family computer you're like what was this man I, doing I, I he hopped out the van with the kids and you're like what is what's happening right now yes yeah I think I think that's I think that was obviously intentional and they wanted that to be everybody's reaction and it was just these it was some sneakers he really wanted the white cement retro fours I was gonna say he doesn't fours, yeah fours. he doesn't really give any indication necessarily of why until he kind of says oh well I wore them when I scored however many points playing basketball and I wore them to prom and whatever so in episode one you see him go to a prominent shoe store and he has to wait in line and then we get reintroduced to his best friend played by Andrew Bachelor aka King Bach his name is Bobby Bobby wearing and a Foot Locker. Yes. <laughs> Coming on a scooter. And he basically is able to get them closer in line because he's paid some little kids to stand in line for him, which by the way, in my opinion, was genius. Because I remember those days and yes. me and my brother standing in line for some Jordans, hoping that they still have our size by the time we got up to the front of the line. I've never had to do any of that in my life. So that's yes. why I was just like, I've never owned a pair of Jordans. I mean, I always figure if I want to build up a shoe um, wardrobe that maybe I would include a, a pair of Jordans, but I, I never did it. Never did it. If I were to get them though, which one should I get? The, oh, the girl. Ones, the so my favorite pair are the 11s and they are the sexiest sneaker in my opinion, that was ever created. Um, I just, because they're the retro 11. <laughs> and I just, I had just, I had a black and red pair, the black and red pair, I had just sold them within the last few years and they were my absolute favorite pair. 
and I still have. I've seen those Jordans all the time. Girl, they are so, they're the sexiest sneaker. I love Jordans so much. Jordans as a whole, I'm a, first of all, I'm a Nike and like Nike is my shoe brand of choice when it comes to to, Mm -hmm. to sneakers and gym shoes. Gym shoes, as we say in the Midwest. Um, Sure. I call them tennis shoes and I grew up in the Okay. (laughs) Okay, tennis shoes counts too. So maybe that has something to do with it. (laughs) But in my closet right now, I still do have a pair of retro 11s that are snakeskin that I've had since like sixth grade or or maybe it was even middle school. I think it was middle school. And then I also have the retro sevens and I have the retro 13 still in my closet today. What are we at now currently? I'm curious. Okay, I don't Mm. know if anyone who picked up on this yet i have no idea what's going on okay <laughs> and, and and i wish obviously ashley's choice in in, in show <laughs> <laughs> and i wish i was so much of a sneakerhead that i had even kept up you know becoming a grunt woman because we are grunt women now Absolutely. i've grown out of the sneaker game that i was once more heavily in this show was like nostalgia for me and reminded me of how mm-hmm. much i loved it like even certain scenes it just reminded me of like that smell of a new sneaker coming out the box and y'all know what i'm talking about like it's just it's just i, I don't know much I just, respect for that orange box i'm sure they got all types of people yes. before each episode the title was on that orange box in the back of a shoe store just the touches the little touches but but yeah I mean I I can't even remember where I was going with this but I will just say that again it just re revitalized my love of the sneaker game and Jordan's just watching this but yes he was looking for the white cement retro force he goes to the, to the sneaker shop has to wait in line with Bobby you realize him and Bobby have fallen out for some reason he has not spoken to Bobby in five years but he just alludes to something that happened that Bobby's like wait what happened? What's going on? Why aren't you talking to me anymore? So cut to, he gets Devin, who is literally just going, supposedly for these one pair of shoes, into a scheme to go to a storage facility to bet on a storage facility that supposedly has a bunch of sneakers in it worth a lot of money. So at first, Devin is against it. He's a family man now. He needs to get back home. He should have never gone out for these shoes in the first place. Because he had to take his kids to the babysitter to do so. Yes. And he ends up betting $5,000. And come to find out in that storage unit, what happened? There's only the left pair of every single shoe. Because the owner of the storage facility's girl, ex, whoever she was, burned her. burned the right pair of every shoe. When I tell you these shoes are valued, some of them thirty, forty thousand dollars yeah. Upsetting. Upsetting. So what did you think about that adventure? Did you feel like Devin should have put his foot down? Or do you feel like obviously he wanted to kind of go down this journey because he had missed being in the sneaker game and the sneaker hunt? What what sense did you get from Devin in episode one? My sense of Devin was that he he missed it. Like like everything from standing in line to this chick who the store lady who he had some connection with which i cannot read um and i think he had a free afternoon and was willing to follow bobby into wherever he was gonna show him like what you know go down that rabbit hole and so I will say this 
Okay, my first impressions of, like, for example, Nori, I thought she was cute and a badass. Loved her. Um, So Nori, by the way, for everybody listening, is going to be a part of kind of the crew that forms. So it's going to end up being Devin, his his best friend, Bobby, Nori, who is um, basically seems like she is a, a connect for a lot of big time celebrities and things like that in terms of getting their sneakers, flipping their sneakers, whatever they need. And then you have Stewie, who is going to be kind of the the outlier of the crew, little white guy who's just getting yes. into the game, a little nerdy, whatever. So go ahead and learn about Nori. <clears throat> that she was cute and a badass. And you could tell that this whole series was a love letter to sneakerheads because of all the all the celebrities you saw popped up. Yeah. Um, my first impression of Bobby, I will I will tell you verbatim what I wrote. Oh, dude is a shit talker with no money exclamation point exclamation point he better turn lovable somewhere press my nerves early on yeah and the reason why that's significant because this five thousand dollar locker that bobby convinced Devin to purchase they were supposed to purchase it split it yeah. And I have to admit when they were do when they were doing the um the auction when when Devin went from they were at 3 3000 and then Devin was like 5000 I'm like sir that's a <laughs> jump calm down I just could not I could not and I was like all left shoes exclamation point exclamation point lies <laughs> I just felt like, you know, for a simple day to get, you know, a taste of nostalgia for him turned Mm -hmm. into a financial nightmare, which I felt some kind of way about because he's a married man. He's a stay-at-home dad. I mean, some couples don't even make purchases over $100, let alone $5,000. I just, I, I had... I had no respect for Bobby or patience. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Who are you proving this to? Right. So that's where I, that's where I sit on it. On episode. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, just, just to kind of add on the fact that when he got home, he also lied to his wife, Devin did about that $5,000 purchase. Yes. So that's what kind of gets us off on our adventure for the rest of the series because Devin is now attempting to secure back his $5,000. So we'll- By any means necessary. Yes. So we'll move on to episode two in which Devin is reaching out to Nori, going back to the shoe shop to try to get help with his baby on his chest. (laughs) And I was like, hold on, sir. You bring the baby- Necessary. You bring the baby specifically for sympathy or did you do it because you really, you had no babysitter that day? You know, that's what I was curious about. You didn't have a babysitter. That's Okay. I was just curious because I was like, that was a great sympathy point right there. Nori said, the only reason why she's helping you is because of that baby. So it came in handy. So he went to try to get help from Nori. Nori's like, okay, I can help you. Um, Again, the crew was kind of forming at this point with Devin, Devin, Bobby, Nori, and Stewie. Um, since they're going to try to look for some uh, Jordan ones to be able to to switch off, so so that Devin can get his money back. Yes. So yet again, five thousand dollars. Keep that in mind. Again, five k. So 
Bobby yet again kind of foils Devin's plans, right? Because Nori sends him to like, it seems like a photo shoot or a video shoot and says, yes. listen, get these Jordan ones specifically and don't touch anything else. Bobby, being Bobby, said, listen, I see these other sneakers. They're going to be worth a whole lot more. We should get these instead. Red so, Octobers, to be specific. Thank you very much for that drop. So obviously, Devin listens to Bobby. They get the wrong sneaker. They take it back to the sneaker shop. And the guy lowballs them because he says he already has that sneaker. He was going to pay 5 k for the Jordan 1s, though. So what was your thoughts about why Devin at this point is not following his own logic like why is he still he saw the first time the situation didn't work out with listening to Bobby why is he still listening to him at this point in the show you think I feel like Devin is still depending on Bobby because Bobby has stayed in the game you know he's been out for five years he may be a little rusty I mean at this point I don't know if it's been revealed yet, but Bobby's in design, shoe design shoe, uh, school. He does mention that by now, I believe. And yeah. he knows what red Octobers are. He knows how fly they are. And he's just like, why not? You know, Nori, you know, I don't know why he wouldn't trust Nori because to me, you know, women are more reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, she specifically said, and I, I guess obviously, because I remember at the time thinking, like, why is she talking to them like that? Because she says, repeat after me, I will not, like, touch any other shoe. I'm thinking, like, is it going to be that tempting with, the, you know, the situation they're going in? She obviously yes. knew what what she was, what they were getting themselves into and that they were going to be idiots. And so, listening to Bobby got the, the connect at the photo shoot fired, got yes. him with no money. Yes. I just feel like... I mean, he needed to trust his gut, but he didn't. And I, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I will say also in this episode, um, looking at some of the things I wrote down, Stewie's obviously crushing on Nori, which is hilarious and adorable. <laughs> and um, I was surprised. Oh, this is the episode. So I'll let you, I'll let you uh, keep going about episode two. This is, this was the reveal of the major plot point of the series what do you consider to be the major plot point you're talking about when okay Bobby. so I'll, that was going to be the next thing i mentioned was yeah. because again devin's plans get foiled uh bobby Still basically convinces the, the crew hole. exactly bobby convinces the crew to go on a hunt for some mythical at this point mythical, mythical. jordan zeros there was one particular collector who posted a video two years ago saying that he would trade his entire collection for these Jordan Zeros. Now, mind you, this man has the collection that's in glass cases, right, in his closet. You know his collection has to be worth some millions. So he's claiming that he would he would trade his whole collection for these one shoes that um, supposedly don't really exist. So he ends up having evidence that even convinces Nori, like, hey, let's go for this. Um, you kind of realize that some of the motivation for Bobby in these antics and in some of the things that he is trying to reconnect with Devin on is the fact that at one point five years ago, or even po possibly prior, they were going to open their own sneaker shop together. 
Yes. Bobby had held on to the design and kind of the, the sheet that listed the name, the logo, all this stuff. And you realize that their relationship was really, and their friendship was really based around not only a shared common love for sneakers, but really a vision for their future together. And I remember at this point in the series, I was thinking for a minute, like, they make it seem as if Bobby is stagnant, as if he hasn't really continued on in his life that much. Mm-hmm, and Devin mm-hmm. has kind of gone on a whole nother trajectory. But I think you just realized, at least I did, you could tell me your thoughts too. Um, I feel like Bobby just stayed the course and what both of their passions were. Because to your point, he's in school, he's doing like classes to kind of yes. design and, and, and make certain sneakers his own and put his own twist and spin on it. So I think you just see him at that point, you realize Bobby, it's not like Bobby is just stagnant, it's that he has stayed the course in this passion for sneakers and really wanting to make that a career field. So what was, you, what was your thoughts at that point? I was actually quite impressed (laughs) that he actually had um, a vision and things like that. Um, When it comes to Bobby and Devin going down two different paths, I think if it wasn't such an addiction for Devin, he probably would stay stayed on course too. But I think Mm -hmm. it might've been a decision in his relationship to just wash his hands clean of it and um, focus on his, his growing family. I will say uh, even back, in episode one him wearing those toms had me cracking oh my gosh oh my gosh i had it written down and i didn't even mention it the toms (laughs) healed my whole soul it killed my whole soul like bobby hit him with the with with the line right and that just hurts me. The what are yes. those? You know, like what are uh, those? Yes. <laughs> anyone and who loves shoes, even if you only, you know, even if it's not sneakers, if you love shoes, you know what it's like when you're used to having an impeccable shoe game. Yes. And, yes. and you didn't lost it. Oh. But but to me, that showed how probably bad it was. Before yes. you go all the way from to some times. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was a hurtful little moment for me too. I was like, ah, (laughs) dang, not the what are those again? Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I thought of you, baby. Um, but but yeah, I just again, I I agree. I think probably too um for Devin and when she when the wife mentioned Christine mentioned that it almost made him go bankrupt I wonder truly how dire it was or if he really was just putting his all into it at the time but to your point he has a family now right he has he has to he has children he has to think of other people outside of himself so regardless you can consider it a bit of a hobby right you know it's like that's an expensive hobby if you want this house exactly like he has responsibilities absolutely has responsibilities he has to consider i will say though that one kind of downside i saw about that is the dynamic of thinking that when men get married they have to give up what they love oh yes you know what i mean not the case in every situation i I felt like that was kind of a prominent thing like even when bobby was outside of his house in episode two and they're having a discussion about the plans for the shop they were gonna open and all that he says listen all you are is a husband and it just he made it seem like that was just such an insult and i was like hold on sir like he he has oh, a family like he's a family man that was a choice he made and he seems very happy in that decision like that should not be something that hopefully men take away from the series hopefully they don't feel like 
you know, anyone who is out there who has not gotten married or whatever, feeling like, the show oh, well. definitely male-centric. Oh, I mean. for sure. But I just <laughs> need, like, like, I hope that that's not too prominent. Like, again, I, it was my perception a little bit, but I hope it's not so prominent that guys out there are feeling like, see, that's why I want to get married. Because, see, yeah. I get married, I got to give up everything I care about. I can't wear, I can't wear J's no more. You know what I mean? Like, right. Not if you're going broke, boo. Not if yes, you're going broke. Yes, exactly. It was an extreme, exaggerated version. But um, anything else see, for you for with me, I'm like team wife all day, every day. Christine. And you're, you're the wife between us. So I definitely wanted your perspective <laughs> on, you know, if your husband was out here in this sneaker game like this, would you be like, no, listen, boo, I'm going to need you to slow down. I'm going to need you to sit down. Cause we got these kids and we got this mortgage so yeah I, 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 appre- <laughs> I, I appreciate hearing hearing the wife's perspective but um moving on to episode two um we're kind of getting into again the journey so Devin has been out of work at this point for three years and in, at the beginning of episode three um he's going he's trying to go back to work so he's a, a corporate graphic designer and um he ends up quitting Delora almost immediately after he starts this job because he goes, he sits at his cubicle, he sees all, they have the moment of showing all the guys ugly shoes that they're wearing, yes. all of the, all of the, you know, the, the usual tie-up black and brown shoes you see professional men wearing, and then you have this janitor who, or, or whatever, who was coming around in yes. his Jordans, bopping, listening to music, and Devin's like, I could either do this. Or I can go live my best life. Because at that point, Bobby and the crew had come up, drove up like right before he went into the building, still trying to get him to follow along and go on this hunt. And I have to be honest, the interaction with Devin and his old coworker was one of the funniest scenes in yes. the just about to say. show. <laughs> so the part that had me like cracking up was when he was like, Oh, uh, did I miss anything or anything like that? And his coworker had nothing to say. And you know, it cracked me up because for me, I I have I've had that experience where you leave a place of work, and then whenever you touch base with somebody who who used to work with and ask them, "Oh, is there anything new? Has anything changed?" Nine times out of ten, nah, nothing has changed. And so it's like, okay, glad I'm out of that um right at rat race you know um but yeah i will say as uh his decision making without his wife was extremely Mm. problematic i mean Mm -hmm. did did he tell her that he was gonna get a job Mm, and then for him to get the job and then leave same day for minutes within minutes just because yo broke friends <laughs> outside. Well, I'm about to say Nori ain't broke though. But Nori yes, for Bobby, broke. yeah, Bobby yes. broke. Bobby yes. broke. Yes. <laughs> but but I think too the interaction, like when you just think about anybody who's lived that cubicle life, right? You feel yes. it. You felt that in that moment. You're like, you know that stagnant yes. feeling you feel when you're sitting in that cube, you're looking at the same people every day. You Grand feel there's a day. there's a sense of yeah, there's a sense of like almost feeling a little trapped, especially again in Devin's case where he had this other passion that he knew he loved and that he would love to pursue if it hadn't been so problematic in his life. So 
you know, again, that's one of the funniest scenes for me. When he was in that chair, he said, going down. Like, I think I literally, I, I laughed out loud in that whole scene. Like, sir, you needed a longer time. Your cameo was hilarious. But, um, but moving on, so again, he, he gets up, he walks out, he decides to go on this hunt. And where do they go, Delora? They go supposedly to Mark Wahlberg's house. Now, when I tell you this, was the plot twist that threw me off so hard. I went down a Google rabbit hole. So you hear them talking in the car about Mark Wahlberg and you it's after Mark Wahlberg they're talking about. They're talking about Devin's hating on him, talking about he plays the same person in every movie. They allude to the fact that maybe he slept with Christine Devin's wife. Because, because she's they, extra in the movie. Yeah. Yes. So he's, you know, he's hating on him hard. And then all of a sudden you get to this mansion and they open the door. That's not Mark Wahlberg, the actor. I'm like, who the hell is this impersonator and what is going on? It was I, I, Mark L. Wahlberg, who was the host of Antiques Freaking Roadshow. I knew he looked familiar. Okay, oh. so Ashley, I have to tell you, in my notes, I was like, who was this man? Exclamation point. point. And I'm like, I was like, they did say Mark Wahlberg. Girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you it was the one part of the show like if I had to say like I had a high and low that was my low because I was like what is happening here was Mark Wahlberg busy this day like why do we not have the Mark Wahlberg stepping out this but door he was playing Mark Wahlberg he's yes. not playing himself no he's playing the legit <laughs> again that's why it was the like departed, what's happening what's the, happening the Ted Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes, we are talking about the actor, the pro the previous rapper, right? Like right. they even talk about his supposed career when he mentions a song. Like I'm just like, what good vibration? Imposter? Yes, yes. Who's this and why are we doing this? So it threw me so hard. It threw me for a loop for a minute. But they're but basically it also made it the the funniest part of the show. Like it was pretty time. funny, especially it was because. Hilarious. Because he talked about waking up at 4 a.m. and his workout. Exactly. Like, <laughs> he's this exaggerated uh, version of who you consider Mark Wahlberg to be, right? He yes. has a freaking omelet bar in yes. the back of the house. Everything, every need they have, he answers it before they even get a chance to say anything. So, inevitably, the reason why they're at Mark's house, guys, is because he's they're coming to try to get his Jordan Oregon 4s, I think I have it written down, Jordan Retro Oregon 4s. Yes. They are currently his favorite pair because he has been undefeated in tennis. Tennis, of all things. Exactly. So you have some tennis great- making it a tennis shoe. <laughs> I see what right. you did there. I see what you did there and I'm not mad about it. Um, you have some great cameos in this episode from yes. Paul Pierce. To yes. Michael Rappaport, to freaking Sal Masakela, who I have not wait, seen. Wait, wait, when I was like, that's Sal! I love Girl. Sal Masakela! I have not, I, first of all, I didn't know he got rid of the dreads, because at first I was like, yes. hold on, what's different? Like, something Yes, else. he did an interview with uh, Amanda Seals for her podcast, and uh, that was like, I think, one of the most recent times I've seen him, and yeah, the dreads are gone. Yeah. Gone, but he yes. said he was going bald or was this a was this a personal no, decision it might have been decision honestly Got it. they also i i don't know if there's a connection but his dad passed away and he kind of uh, yeah not too long after that 
I mean, again, I don't know if there's a real connection between that, but it wouldn't be surprising if there was. Got it. Um, well, yeah, so again, some great, there were some great celebrity cameos throughout the whole thing. You know, we don't have to get into all of them, but you will be pleasantly surprised by some of the, some of the celebs that pop up in these episodes. Um, but I will say this though, I will say this. So after the whole Mark Wahlberg situation, I put in my notes, I was like, I decided not to guess what's going to happen next because I can't (laughs) and my brain hurts. Yeah. (laughs) So again, you start to feel like we're getting to the more, again, uh, like far, farther fetch. The longer we go in, the more to me farther fetch, the, the, the further they push, you know, where we're taking this and what kind of craziness or shenanigans the gang is going to kind of get into. Because again, they're going to Mark, the faux Mark Wahlberg's house to get these Oregon fours. Devin has to play him in tennis. Devin wins, but Mark loses his cool, throws these damn Jordans over his fence. Michael B. Jordan, let's be clear, the yes. Michael B. Jordan is supposedly his neighbor, supposedly has a Black Panther. The and they encounter this was funny. That girl, was funny. <laughs> they encounter this Black Panther trying to get these Oregon fours. Bobby. So for some reason had to be the one who somehow got the whatever it was the left or right shoe from that was right there by the Panther. And then what do we what do we notice at the end? The Jordans are freaking scuffed. scuffed. Mark so Wahlberg want, has scuffed these. Yes. I, I want to go back just a little bit before we move forward because yeah. um one of the things that I also put down in my notes and I was thinking, it's like they need these shoes because they need it for more information from Bobby's mm-hmm. person for these elusive zeros. But they they put Devin up and I was like, does Devin even know how to play tennis? They and, say he does. But the funniest line for me was, I think it was Michael Rappaport. He was like, fucking Serena. <laughs> <laughs> But when Sal Caleb was like, listen, you are not black. I think when it comes to Michael Rapport, anybody who follows Michael Rapport, you know how down it seems like he thinks he is for the cause. That hit me me, and I thought it was hilarious because if you're a celebrity, you can really like allow people to make fun of you. I think you're the, you're my favorite kind of celebrity, right? If you don't take yourself so seriously, because it seemed like, you know, Michael Rapport is somebody who may take himself seriously so I appreciated that moment can I also say and as a just a wrap-up of this episode we find out that Nori is actually Stevie Nick Stevie Kicks who she has pretended is her boss who is supposedly a man because of the sexism within the sneaker trade industry she felt like she had to pretend that her boss was a man so people would take her more seriously so I thought that was a very important moment like I thought She's a badass. She um, is. And then the last thing I put, um, I wanted to mention is, at least they didn't have to pay for this pair, unlike all the other pairs they've been Correct. looking for. Correct. They, Correct. They just had to uh, illegally tras- trespass some land, but uh, <laughs> they got the shoes. They sure did. Again, Bobby got his life spared, that Black Panther. Thank you, Michael B. Jordan. Did not attack. So we can move on then to episode four. So again, those Oregon fours were traded 
to a child. This was a child, child that Bobby had as his connect. Contact. Yes. For his next payment or next clue, rather, for these Jordan Zeros. And it leads us to a sandwich shop of the owner is some type of sneaker enthusiast who decided to get into sandwiches. And at first it seemed like it's a dead end. Everybody says we're gonna give up because the the sandwich shop guy was like, I don't get out of my shop. I don't like, I don't know why they went in thinking they were gonna get immediately a clue. Like y'all are strangers. Why do you think he's just gonna know what you're talking about? But Bobby decides not to give up. And can I say this was weird to me. So Bobby, they overhear the sandwich shop guy needing some Capicola which is a lunch meat people. And so Bobby somehow secures from a street vendor in a truck, some Capicola that he trades this sandwich shop guy for, for a box of clues. Now, Delora, if you were a sandwich shop owner, would you take a stranger's random box of meat? Negative. (laughs) Negative. I don't know you. And would you want to frequent a shop where the owner would take a random box of meat. Violations. Exactly. I mean, was this was this truck refrigerated? Like I just I can't. It was so weird. Again, it's there random. were these moments that I was like, yes. listen, this does not make sense to me, but for the sake of the show, I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with the adventure. But I definitely had that down as like, who who does that? Who does that? So we cut to Bobby has the box. He yet again comes to Devin's house with the crew. They're in the garage. They can't figure out what all this junk is that seems like it's in this box. It is truly junk, by yes. the way. This random, is not an over-exaggeration. <laughs> random stuff. All of a sudden, Devin's wife pops up in the garage. She immediately knows that all this stuff in this box represents sync. Random random how far again to my far-fetched moments in the show how far-fetched is that we're over here everybody's trying to figure out what this stuff means your wife just pops up and suddenly this is NSYNC stuff and this was a black woman let me be clear well okay and I loved Uh, NSYNC not to say I didn't because I was an NSYNC fanatic loved it just Timberlake was my man for a long time (laughs) I, I will say I will say when they got the box and then when she when she figured out it was uh in sync i was like she is a real one i <laughs> loved it i loved it i was like okay but i, I was mean, just annoyed i think you know in some ways they probably should um list the show under fantasy too it's like you don't really necessarily deal with like the supernatural but there are definitely some far-fetched uh, situations yes. going on. <laughs> Absolutely. But but this the 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 kind of catalyst for the NSYNC stuff is that whoever has these zeros has essentially been following NSYNC around, and that's what's gonna lead them on an adventure to Hong Kong. But before yes. we get to the diversion to Hong Kong, we finally find out what Bobby supposedly did that made him and Devin not speak anymore and made Christine, his wife, hate him. And that is that he had sex with Christine's mama on the hood of his car at their rehearsal dinner and said he thought it was her sister. (sighs) Thoughts. He's so ignorant. (laughs) He's so ignorant. Thoughts, honey. I mean, uh, honestly, again, I've I've been through with Bobby 
well before this point. Honestly, when when he was getting his clues from a kid, I was like, so are we supposed to trust this source? So it's not far-fetched at all that he did something this ignorant. And the and to think, my deal is, why didn't they have the conversation either? Just be like, I mean, I guess when people fall out, they don't necessarily take the time to have a circle time or red table talk, so to speak. But uh, all right, Jada, I thought it was hilarious. And can we can we also talk about the shift in Hong Kong? How real, real quick, real quick, before you get to that. So. Help me to understand, though, in the dynamic of, okay, Bobby slept with your mama on the hood of the car. Your mama was not raped. Your mother was a willing participant. So yeah. why are you so upset? Because you, yeah, you like, why are like, you so upset just at Bobby? Because you you want somebody to respect your mama. At least take her to a room. Like, I don't know. Really on the hood of a Your car? mama clearly got down like that and said, listen. Like, when I heard this, it reminded me of American Pie. And I was like, that's Stifler's mom, right? Because... Only it what your your mom first of all knew who Bobby was. She knew True. he was she knew Devin's he was best a young friend. Man, Y'all was, was at was in the wedding. She was at party. her daughter's rehearsal dinner, and she chose to have sex with him. And supposedly all everyone saw. But like your mother was a willing participant. Did you stop talking to your mom for a period of time? Or are we just no, mad at Bobby? I mean, it's also embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's like y'all didn't have enough self control to do this somewhere else. I get that. I totally get that. My thing is not that she should not have been upset with Bobby, but again, did you hold your mother accountable for her shenanigans? Your mama is your mom. She grown. <laughs> and she was like, let's do this, honey. Let's get down on the hood of this car. Like, I would love to have known what that conversation was thereafter. But anyway. No one got that drunk at my wedding. <laughs> So, okay, so like you mentioned, the person who has the zeros is a fan of NSYNC and they essentially go wherever NSYNCs go. And so apparently, again, this is what makes this fantasy, NSYNC is doing some type of performance reunion Mm -hmm. and I was like, I was like, uh, thinking to myself, yeah, right. As if JT, JT will do a reunion performance oh, anywhere. Oh, this is definitely without Justin Timberlake. This is absolutely I mean, the four. He <laughs> didn't even have them at his Super Bowl performance, which was uh, which would have been helpful because it was not the best. Mm, he mm. had prints on a sheet. Like, Ooh. sir, no. Mm, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a sticky point because Prince always said he did not want to be a hologram. He didn't want to be anything like that when he passed away so that's valid but that definitely would not just simply definitely would not have been a part of that reunion that would have been jc lance uh how random is that how random is that like who wrote this who wrote this (laughs) girl i could give you a name but i didn't have that written down but um, i didn't either i didn't either one last thing i was going to mention from episode four and again i want your perspective as as a as a wife you okay. see this being now that Christine knows what has happened and that he's gotten back in with Bobby and they're about to they're doing all this stuff for some sneakers. Christine decides to take her kids to her mom's house for the weekend and tell him that she's going to give him his space and time to figure things out. Would it be that easy, Delora? Would you give your husband that space to figure out what he's doing? I mean, that's an excellent question because I know my husband would never do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly 
I think the space was probably mainly for her. It was like, you're obviously going to do this with my permission or not. Yeah. Let me go over to my mama's who can help me with the kids and we can figure this out later. And he obviously made his decision, you know? He does because he decides, listen, I'm going to go ahead and take this trip to Hong Kong. Knowing that his marriage is in the balance, he mentions it. He says, listen, Christina's back Monday. If I'm not back Monday, my marriage is over. Again, another reason why he probably had to pack this up five years ago because he obviously, this is an addiction. This is yeah. an addiction. It He's is not willing healthy. to go down is the Alice willing? in Wonderland rabbit hole. He is willing to spend that $5,000 on a storage unit. He's willing to hop on a freaking plane to go to another country across the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. for a pair of mythical uh, Jordan, I was gonna say tennis shoes. <laughs> Mythical <laughs> shoes. This isn't healthy. It's not. She so, should have had an inter- intervention. <laughs> and again, to the point of, I think this is one of the moments where I was like, "Oh, the female characters aren't strong enough for me." I know again that we have to, we have to be able to let the story play out and for them to do what they need to do. But I don't feel like it would just be that easy. Like, especially if it was such a bad situation, and you realize that you know, your husband has now gone back down this path. I don't think you would just be like, listen, I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to let you figure things out, sir. I think you'd be like, listen, if I see him in my house, if I see that motherfucker in my house again, we got a problem. If you don't Uh, get back on the straight and narrow, we got a problem. You know what I mean? Like, again, I know they had to kind of get Christine, try to get Christine out of the way for the sake of continuing on with the story, but I do feel like it would have been a little more complicated than that in reality, but we're watching television. That's the, yeah, re- that's the beauty of television. Her wits in. Again, and it's kind of like, you need to get this out of your system. Well, they do make Christine seem like she's a little more laid back, right? Because up until this point, she doesn't really get into Devin's business even like they show the scene where he Mm-mm. where he leaves the the party that his wife and kids are at to go supposedly for a work he needs to go do some work she didn't question him on that she didn't say well yeah. what work what was the problem what are you doing she's just like okay handle your business whatever so they do make her seem a little more laid back but again to what extent is that real uh, i don't know but we'll do i'll dispel i'll dispel it for the sake of the show Okay, I won't ask too many questions. (laughs) So this leads us into episode five, trip to Hong Kong and Jason fucking Statham. Okay. Um, so we're 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 taking the trip with Bobby and with Devin, and we get to the point where you wonder how they're gonna get this, how they're gonna get to this guy, right? Again, the instant concert is going on, but Bobby says, listen, we're not going to the concert. We're going to 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 the one place that any sneakerhead is gonna go who comes who comes here. And that's gonna Literally, be this particular street. It's a needle in a haystack. It is absolutely and and they navigate a whole uh, they navigate Hong Kong to me exceptionally easy to be people who do not speak the language supposedly give no insight that they've ever visited before like they're taking transportation they have a boat they're doing so much to get to this particular place but cut to nothing (laughs) they girl girl i'm just like we're on the same page i'm like i've traveled internationally you a little tired y'all only got five hours y'all only got five hours okay so, so they, again, are, are looking for this, this elusive person who supposedly has these shoes. They, they cut to, they get to this, this sneaker street, 
And Bobby's grand idea to lure him in is to hang an NSYNC t-shirt to try to get his attention. Somehow this plan works to lure Random. again. Somehow yes. it works. They, they find this guy and cut to, he doesn't speak any English. So they're trying He's to negotiate. Norwegian. He's Norwegian. They're trying to negotiate. So, um, you know, Devin thought he had this idea to trade out some, some puppets, some insane yes. puppets that the guy already had. Point, yes, uh, the guy already had from a No Bye Bye music video. Can yeah. we say classic yep. moment in music, this music video history? Okay. <laughs> just, Justin but, with the curls old dude already had all of them and they he were sure signed did. he sure did he's true like obviously he's gonna be a true fan so yes. what ends up happening is that bobby he likes bobby sneakers which bobby has customized shockingly yes, loves these sneakers and they decide to trade now i will say at this point in time one of the things that bothered me was i didn't like the zeros i was so upset they with these really, damn zeros really raggedy i'm sorry and this was not cute i'm they like not impressive michael jordan would never okay michael jordan his, would his never the reason why they weren't the ones <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you thank you i was just like they look old they look it looked like he didn't travel around and like yeah exactly yeah and i wish in some ways they could have gotten the story behind it and, you know like how did you get these, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Get the chance to talk to him about something. But clearly but, they mean, wanted to kind of go through that and, and push through because next also, we see, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I appreciate the full circle moment of the guy being so impressed with Bobby's original de design, um, even though I am not a fan of his <laughs> by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but that kind of proved that he actually had some talent because again he he's just a loud mouth who gets people in trouble and shenanigans and i'm like at least this is something that's productive it has been a journey <laughs> of absolute shenanigans and this is there's, bobby's gonna have two wins on this trip right this is win number one so win yeah. number two is about to be jason fucking statham so we cut to, and I keep saying that, guys, not because I'm trying to be vulgar, but that was actually the title of the episode. That is the so title of the episode. We and cut to the, refer to him as that throughout the episode. Exactly. Well. We cut to the fact that Bobby accidentally stole a pair of sunglasses and had them on his head because he was looking at sunglasses because before they saw stupid. the guy take the t-shirt. So you see the shop owner going crazy too, and you're like, damn. So he gets arrested. Obviously, I also he's in some kind of country. way. I'm like, y'all are black folks, you know international soil obviously yeah, american it was reckless y'all better show y'all better show up and sh you know not show out in that way yeah it was it was crazy reckless so you see them get arrested you see a guy interrogating them and how true to life this is for hong kong prisons i don't know <laughs> but you see the guy kind of going in talking about they were facing 10 years in prison supposedly he was going to take a for hand a pair of sunglasses yeah for a pair of sunglasses but Jason fucking Statham comes in because Bobby on the plane to Hong Kong, he ran into or stalked Jason Statham on the plane um, and got Absolutely his phone number. Stalked him. Got his phone number. Said he smelled what he, he, he would love to bottle his fragrance, right? He well, would love to buy him some Statham. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> cut to again, they realize like they get told we get one phone call. And so then Bobby's like, 
has this card from Jason Statham. Jason fucking Statham. Jason Statham somehow breaks them out of this Hong Kong prison and has a private plane awaiting them to end Fantasy. up eventually flying back. Fantasy. Yes. Girl, they did, they they come to, they get like, they show black hoods being put over them. They come to shirtless singing karaoke in Hong Kong for, <laughs> before they get flown back. It's just ridiculous. That was fun. But though. hilarious. And yeah. then Jason Statham is, we're, we're going to get to episode six, but in episode six, Jason Statham sends Bobby a dick pic. So we're gonna get there, <sighs> but but I wonder how Jason felt. <laughs> Jason felt about this particular depiction of him, uh, given who he is, and uh, hopefully he has a sense of humor. Yes, I'm sure he does. Right, yeah, I'm sure he you does. Know, he, but it was he just has hilarious. A gorgeous supermodel. Yes, he does. Friend. Rose Rose Huntington. Yeah. Did they ever get married, or were they engaged? I they have a, a child together, know. but I don't know if they ever say, married. I, I don't know, but Jason Statham is Jason Statham, right? He's a badass. Yeah. We've seen him in so many, in so many things. So hopefully, I'm sure he does have a great sense of humor. Yeah. He showed a little bit in Hobbs and Shaw. So I'm sure he 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 took it all in stride, but it was pretty funny. Um, a side story of this episode, Delore, I wanted to get to was Christine. Yes. So again, Her, we see Christine. Yeah. Yes, we see the Christine supposedly in the beginning of this uh yeah. recap. So we see Christine supposedly, she came back to the house to get something for the daughter and she finds Gia gave Devin a card with some hearts on it and her number. So Christine's like, oh shit, mama, I'm gonna call you back. I gotta go handle some business. Who this? Who Who this? Pops up at at the sneaker store and it popped off, right? She's like, you know, doesn't care about who's around, says, oh, you fucking my husband. You know, it gets really, it gets really hyped for two seconds, but then... Yet again, they kind of derailed the situation a little bit by having Gia take Christine on a scavenger hunt for a purse. To show her the the real. It was supposed to be a connection to show her what the love of the hunt does and the reason why Devin is the way he is when it comes to sneakers. So she takes her on this whole adventure. Okay, side note. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) The hell in high waters. For a particular pa- pair of shoes or whatever, bartering, you know, so and so know so and so who got the one so and so that gets you to the next so and so. Like, girl, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. Can I say that it did seem fun? Yes. Yes. It, it did I think seem I would fun. only enjoy it if I'm not the person who's in need of any of this. And, uh, <laughs> my money's not on the line for any of this i think i would right. probably go along though <laughs> and i think it was interesting too given that christine doesn't know gia and because she supposedly is a purse enthusiast she says sure you know i'll kind of go down this rabbit hole with you they go to a restaurant and trade you know one thing for another they trade some weed for for eventually the purse and it's it's going to be three thousand dollars so you think that christine is passing at the end of the episode you kind of think like oh she's you know she's the reasonable one she's she's not gonna spend that type of money on one thing the way that it seemed like devin would have for sneakers so that's kind of how seemed like a lot of money and yeah. i was like what was the point of the weed just to get you to the to to, to the right room or something yes yeah again like you said it's a trade and barter system so whatever you figure out whatever that person likes or needs and then you fulfill that need and it takes you to the next place to get to what you need is what's the retail price and is any of this stuff legal that is the other question (laughs) we didn't get we're not gonna get into the legalities of it because that's that seems like that could get ugly 
because obviously um, some of the stuff they're doing is very, you know, backdoor, I'm gonna let you in type of type of shenanigans. But are you a purse person? Because I'm not. So that was something I that I could relate if I'm to. Anything, I'm I'm a purse person. Okay. So you could relate more to Christine's diversion again I have not dropped three thousand dollars for a purse (laughs) but correct goal of mine is to um you know get a a Chanel purse and maybe a Birkin and the reason why I say that because they are better than some stocks in terms of you know maintaining their value and resale so Birkins, it's actually a, a really good investment and I'm not you know saying that to justify buying ex- really 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 expensive purses <laughs> <laughs> that's just it's just amazing like Birkins are what 20 dollars at this point girl yes I don't know I that's Birkins a one day Chanel has definitely happened the Birkin yeah that's just a I don't know Chanel's feasible Birkin yes. is like you gotta be on somebody's list and you gotta woo. girl yes yes that's, that's insanity but but we're moving on to our very last episode um which is episode six so obviously Bobby and Devin are successful in securing these zeros for them for their scavenger hunt that took them all the way to Hong Kong, as we mentioned. They're enjoying the fruits of their labor, chilling with the crew with Stewie and Nori. And up comes Can we Cole. Talk about, like, how long were they in Hong Kong? Because that turnaround. Oh yeah, the private. It was jet like five hours. The private yeah. jet. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> private like, jet from people. Jason Statham got them back. So episode yes. six, we see them right back where they were in LA. And again, they're enjoying the fruits of their labor, chilling with Nori and Stewie. And Cole, who has kind of been a nemesis throughout this show so far, like he's the reason why Devin wasn't able to get those those uh, Jordans he wanted at the on the very first episode. He pops he also up. Was drive, he drove up the price of the storage. He sure did. Unit. Yeah, he's been a nemesis. He accidentally knocks over, supposedly accidentally knocks over a smoothie onto these a Jordan zeros. Green smoothie on. So these they had to white zeros. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still. That's one of the biggest disappointments for me. In the whole series how ugly these damn shoes were michael jordan i know you would never but anyway um he he advises them to take it to this this shop uh, that's run by um jason mark who i had to look up jason mark is legit he has his own yes. line of sneaker uh cleaner and all this stuff so he is a force of of nature he has a shop i think in la and one other major city maybe maybe hong kong maybe london somewhere like that um google it um and he has to fix it so Yet again, that's come what he to, does. He fix he fix up people's sneakers. Yes, yes. Oh, yet again, we come to a point, Delora, where Devin could decide to do something that seems like it's in his best interest, or he could listen to Bobby and roll the dice. And that is when they take these sneakers to the shop. Little Rail, yes. Little Rail pops little up Rail. and says, "Listen, or them to Jordan Zeros, I will give you ten thousand dollars." This man took ten k out his pocket. Cash and said, I will give you this 10K for those shoes right now. And Bobby said, no, listen, don't do this. They're worth so much more than this. Delora, what would you have done? Had the nerve to say, trust me. Girl, 
Now, again, Bobby has had a couple of wins at this point. So we are at a different place with Bobby where maybe I could see why Devin would trust him a little bit more. But it's still, you're gambling, right? You don't know anything about this collector. It's been two years since this video was posted. Is that what guy would you a real have done? collector? Is he a real guy? I don't know. I don't know. But there are real collectors out there, obviously, yes. even if he's not one of them. There are true sneakerheads out there who would have that type of vast collection, for sure. But what would you have done in this situation? Would you have taken the 10K? Yes. I think I would have too, girl. Because the in goal, let's remember what the goal was, to recoup the $5,000. Yes, that Ashley? he had originally spent. Yes, you froze on me, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, sorry guys, we're over, we're over Zoom, we're over technology, we're making it work. Um, but yes, I, I think... I think I would have taken it too because it's hard to deny cold hard cash right there in your face. But yet again, Devin passes. Bobby said, trust me. Girl. And then Cole steals the sneakers for a second. Jason Mark is able to fix them and Cole steals the sneakers. When I tell you I wanted them to beat him down, like so beat bad. him down. I really, I, the thought that came across my mind was Cole is an ass. Like, I, I mean, it was already obvious that he was salty. And I almost wonder if, you know, part of his saltiness was he was a part of the squad at one point. And then Briefly. he got kicked out when they um, hit a dead end. So it was like, was he like resentful for that? And then he had the nerve to say, oh, I was just joking when they caught up to him. Mm. No, this is, these are, this is not a game. Not at all with my money and my what I we went my all the way money. to Hong Kong okay and I may lose my marriage I'm gonna kill you but Actually, um, I also forgot to tell this to you too okay you know people flipping these shoes and things like that part of me can't compute it because I'm like someone's foot has been in this shoe why <laughs> would I want to then buy it off of them or give them the shoes that I've worn like I mean I get it for heels but like when with the gym shoes and stuff like I I just that just never really computed like up in here in the brain like I don't get it I don't get yeah. it and Why then it's like you shoes? if you spend so much money on the shoes and they're quote-unquote valuable do you wear them so I love that you asked this question because this is something that even came up in the dynamic. Uh, I believe Bobby mentioned it. And I am, for, for the few times that Bobby made any sense, this was one of them where I agree that shoes are meant to be worn. I am not a fan of putting a lock of a shoe up in a glass box because as one of our, one of our um, favorites said in Devil Wears Prada, fashion is greater than art because you live your life in it. That is one of my favorite <laughs> quotes from any film ever. Stanley Tucci, love him. But I just, I think that when it comes to enjoying fashion, it's hard for me to imagine enjoying it if I just keep them in a case somewhere for the status that it has. Like it's meant to be enjoyed. So I'm going to wear my shoes. Yeah, I agree. I just, the whole, bot not bothering, but just like, those are the, insert popular shoe <laughs> i got 500 on it again what if they're not even your size i don't understand size 13 and really Devin? you're wearing a size 13 i don't <laughs> understand these things like i don't 
And again, if we, you know, for a true sneakerhead, a true sneaker enthusiast, um, I think it really, it really does come down to status and love and nostalgia and what those shoes mean to you, which we'll kind of get to at the very end here. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, I think also the thrill of the hunt. So you, you talk about the, all the things that they had to go through to get these shoes That's and fair. and some of them the love of produce so many. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, again, Jordan zero. So I guess we can go ahead and cut to, well, no, I'm sorry. Before we do that, side note, you were mentioning the Stewie Nori love story. So this kind of comes to a head in episode six in that Nori earlier in the episodes told Stewie she was looking for the Jordan Zeros that her yes. father initialed before he mm-hmm. passed away. She had been looking for them for sentimental value reasons, couldn't find her them. First Stewie, shoes her first shoe that she flipped, and her father has since passed away. So Stewie somehow at the very end finds these shoes in a shop and gives them to nori and bam there is the love connection she kisses little nerdy stewie and tells him he's a good man so were you did you did you ship this little this little relationship or did you see it as like uh that's cute but nori ain't really gonna give him any clay (laughs) like I thought it was cute and she was gonna give him any play. I think she might give him a second of the day, but I don't know if he's getting a week. Like I think <laughs> I think I think she knows that he likes her and she doesn't mind him. You yeah. know? She was and charging him fifty dollars an hour to be time. around. Yes. Yes. So, which was hilarious. I, th- I think it was cute just to get his re- reaction at the end, but I don't really foresee them having a relationship or anything like that. We'll see if Netflix renews for a season two, if they do anything. At the end, you kind of see Nori going on about her business because, again, she is a boss and a businesswoman out here and has uh, things to do. So she likes Stewie, I'm going to catch you later. But moving on to um, when they kind of go to the collector's house to try to secure the money for these zeros, the collector says, the listen. entire collection is on listen, the line. I already have five pair of zeros. And me talking about I'll trade my whole collection, I say that all the time. My collection is worth millions. I'm not trading my collection for one pair of shoes. And the irony Delora, the irony is that little rail before they got there had already called and gave that man 10K for that fifth pair of Jordan freaking zeros. So yet again, Devin's best laid plans get foiled because Because he he listened to Bobby. Bobby. Because he listened to Bobby. I felt felt good. I was like, ugh. Ugh. The whole yeah. point was to recoup the first mistake. And you went around the entire world with your marriage on the line. Yes, sir. For nothing. Yes, I sir. was gutted. I was pissed off. And again, a thought that crossed my mind, never trust Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was definitely, I guess I felt it was possibly inevitable but you, I was still rooting for Devin. Like, even though Devin wasn't making great decisions, I was still rooting for it to kind of work out in the end somehow, some way. We were rooting did. for you. Yes. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> what she said, it was sad. So at the end, you kind of see, you know, the crew again, yet again, disbanding. Devin catches the Uber. The driver, Delora, just so happens, girl, to stop at a sneaker shop. 
Devin finds too. Devin finds a random employee who has those white cement Jordans on his feet, those retro fours, and says, "Listen, sir, can I cop them shoes off your feet?" He said, "Nah, bro, but guess what? I got you. I sell them in the back of my car." <laughs> And happens to have a size 13. So Devin gets the shoes he's been wanting this whole six episodes, finally at the very end, because of this one employee. Ashley, I have to tell you something. So I was not able to enjoy that scene because Mm. he didn't open up that freaking box. I was like, sir can you at least check to make sure they're the right ones that they're the right size absolutely he was just so happy because again we've been through this with him you know we've been through the empty box the one shoe in the box you know mm. what i mean and, I was and how not, did he pay how did he pay this man i ain't see no exchange of funds no but i was like open the box open the box what's in the box what's in the box okay <laughs> <laughs> But um, my anxiety, my anxiety didn't last long because the next shot was him getting out of his car at home with these shoes, with these shoes. But the irony, his white neighbor who thinks he's so down has the exact same pair on his freaking feet. And he was like, I got them online. Can you imagine? I mean, I... It cracked me up because even what is the, the guy, that story? I wonder. It's supposed to show the limps and the ridiculousness that Devin is willing to go through that nobody else has had to go through for secrets. Because even the just... guy who buys them from, remember, he was like, he was like, you have no idea what I've gone through to get these shoes. He's like, bruh, I feel you because one time I had to drive four miles just to get some sneakers. <laughs> And, and you see Devin's he face was drop. too embarrassed to admit that he has done way more. Girl <laughs> has traveled the world for some damn shoes. So again, to your point, he's back home and we find out when I was talking, mentioning the thing about the nostalgia and, and what a shoe means to you. He's already mentioned that these Jordans that he really wanted, he, he made some shots for basketball in them. He wore them to prom. But you find out when he talks to his wife, which, by the way, I love that they had him ring the doorbell. Because, yes, sir, you don't know where you stand with your wife right now. You better at ring that doorbell. Oh, at You better all. ring that doorbell. So no she answers the door in these sneakers. And you come to find out that they were the sneakers he was wearing when he first saw his wife. And he oh. feels like it was love at first sight. He said, I didn't remember where I was. I didn't remember anything. Because I knew that I was all in in that moment. So it was a it was a pretty beautiful like full circle moment to wonder why this man has gone through so much. And anybody who loves Jordans, you know that the releases are only so often. So it makes sense that this came at a time possibly where, you know, he hadn't gone down this rabbit hole in a long time in five years and these pair were coming up and just the memories of it and the desire to really have it because what it meant to him made him choose to go down this journey. So it was beautiful. Did you feel like, though, that we would be all good? Would you as his wife have been all good? (laughs) I don't think they were necessarily. I think the only reason why they were all good was for the best line of the entire show. Hit me with it. (laughs) Um, 
Devin's like, what's this? It's a purse. So I feel like that she was bought that purse, guys. Way. She bought that $3,000 purse. She bought that $3,000 purse. <laughs> I feel like if she hadn't bought that purse, he it would have been a different ending. Okay. Yes. I feel like by her purchasing that purse that, oh, it's a purse. I think it made it. I'm, I think it, it even the, the, <laughs> the playing field and his story was helpful. You know, yes. I think it's interesting. Obviously, the show is about sneakerheads, lovers of shoes, but I think it's interesting that you know a shoe can represent so much for a person. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. tied shoes to a moment by any means. Maybe jewelry or even clothes, but never shoes. So that's interesting. And the final shot of the whole show is Bobby customizing those Jordan zeros. So hopefully he makes them look better. Cause again, I was not excited. I was not impressed. Get some money off of yes. Yes. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I do hope that as irritating as Bobby was, I do hope for his success, right? Like it wasn't, he never got to me so bad that I still was not rooting for him as a character and hoping that he succeeds in his endeavors. How did you feel kind of at the very end about the characters and the kind of final thoughts you had? Well, I'm glad that Devin was able to find some peace in the fact that he was able to find those retro fours. Mm -hmm. Uh, He still needs to figure out where that $5,000 is going to come from, which is (laughs) something that stressed me out because I'm just like, they didn't get, they didn't get what they needed. Hopefully Bobby can come through with that design and that sale so that it's even um and he's also he going pay, back to work he is also or, going back to work or at least he could pay the half that he was supposed to be paying in the first place um I, th- I thought it was I thought it was fine you know I I was going through it because again the show took me on so many um twists and turns that I just literally just went on the ride because I'm like I'm not even going to try to figure out what's going to happen next because I I can't <laughs> Yeah. I cannot, and uh, I'm really good at it, you know. And and I could I could not do it for this show. So, I think I think it was good. Um, the way Netflix has been canceling shows, I would not be surprised. Uh, I, I guess well, I'm not going to jinx the show, but I, what I'm trying to say is, if they were to end it, I think they ended it on a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I have no idea where they would go from there, but you know I'm sure the writers have some cool ideas but what are your thoughts no I agree I think they resolved it again to your point about the money you're right they didn't necessarily say where he's going to get that 5k but they do allude to the fact that he's going to go back to work which is great because they're going to need they're going to need two incomes to be able to get back out of the whole the eight thousand dollar hole at this point that they put they put themselves potentially in exactly um so so I do think they wrapped it up nicely um and again, I just think for anybody who's kind of a sneaker enthusiast, or even again, if you're just looking for like something fun and a little lighter to enjoy, yes. I think this is one that you'll, that you'll get into. I have a great appreciation for comedies that are 25 to 30 minutes long mm-hmm. because it's just, you don't want to sit through 45 minutes to an hour sometimes, you know, you just want to get through it. So, oh my goodness, we... We did it, sneakerheads. We did. That was our recap. That was our recap. And I was gonna say again, I give it, I give it a B plus. Delora gave it a B minus. You guys, let us know what you think. 
Yes, you can reach us on um, social media at Recapping Podcast um, on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have Hidden Gems. So go for it. You you want me to go first? Yes, please. Okay. So my first Hidden Gems this week would be the Lovecraft Country podcast, which is called Lovecraft Lovecraft Country Radio. Um, Lovecraft as a series, it's pretty intense and it's it can be extremely confusing, but this podcast partners so well <laughs> with the show. I am no longer lost like I was when I first started watching the show. Um, it's hosted by two black women who um, have a love for horror. Uh, one of them is an actual writer uh, of the show. And just to hear the perspective, like one of the things that I love is, especially with them, with it being two black women is, when you hear horror, the hear horror genre, you really don't picture women and you really don't picture black women. And like for these two women to um, have a voice to hear their perspective is very insightful because again, Lovecraft country is extremely um, thorough, intense. Mm. Uh, it has history and horror and all the things. And um I highly, highly recommend it if you find it to be confusing. I will say Lovecraft uh, Country is, each episode is essentially its own tale, its own Mm. story. Okay. And then there's a through line, but sometimes that through line isn't as obvious in some episodes than others, but no, each episode is going to feature a new character in the new horror for that mm. character. And, and that's on, that's an HBO show, right? HBO show. Yes. Okay. And then their podcast is everywhere. Podcasts are found like our podcast. Mm. Um, and then my second and last one would be um, one of the shows that I loved during quarantine and it's called the magicians. It is originally a sci-fi show, but I mm-hmm. found it on Netflix and it's it's wonderful i i love a good um sci-fi you know witches spells what have you (laughs) magical lands um it follows uh college students who are magicians and they do these um hand motions to cast spells and there's love and lost and adventure and it's a lot of fun uh, there's, I think, a grand total of five uh, seasons. Four of mm. them are on Netflix. The fifth one and final season was on Sci-Fi earlier this year. So I'm patiently waiting for the final episode, uh, the final season. I hope they end on a good foot. But um, those are my hidden gems for this week. Awesome. Yeah, I was really into the magicians for the first two seasons I remember watching them as well and I need to get back into it and probably rewatch it to catch back up it also gets pretty intense like 
in, in terms Super of some of those storylines and some of yeah. adults it's not yes. it's not for it's 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 uh it's like an adult harry potter like exactly like exactly um a lot of violence a lot of a lot of um sexuality is definitely in there sexuality yes. yes but just even dealing with different types of trauma that they explore it goes deep yeah but it, it is a really great i agree with you i've enjoyed it and i think you know it, if you want to recap it at some point we can consider it once we get all five episodes all five seasons rather under our belt but thank you so much for those hidden gems um mine i do i, I have three for this week um, my first one is going to be Savage by Fenty Volume 2, which is currently available on Amazon Prime. So both Volume 1 and Volume 2 are on Amazon. I remember watching the first one and it was more like a traditional fashion show where, you know, there was an audience and um, all of those things. But I think for, for season two, and I don't know how, where they, when they shot it in terms of COVID, but you could tell it was much more contained. Mm -hmm. and um you know visually stunning a lot of great dance numbers a lot of great um pop-up appearances by different celebrities and performances you had appearances from everybody from normani to big sean which shout out he was looking scrum diddly umptious uh <gasps> in that savage by fancy volume two honey uh willow smith was it popped up in there lizzo uh even demi moore popped up my in there faves. my face was definitely demi and erica jane Long. oh yeah erica jane with the pasties i was like girl live your best life honey yes, you were not shy you were yes, not shy uh performances by travis people like travis scott uh lma um gail and i really love rosalia um i've seen her, before, her. I think, one other time but she's fire every time i see she's her she's fire and if it yeah. wasn't for covid she would be a bigger star over here i'm convinced i mean yeah she's I'm amazing my baby girl and I, we listen to uh, her music and I have no idea what she's saying, but <laughs> exactly, exactly. Fire. Sounds good. Looks great performing it. So I definitely enjoyed it again. The dance, like it, I don't even, I didn't even necessarily get any places to the lingerie. Like I would have to go out to her website to see the lingerie because I was just yeah. so much more into, you know, the dancing and the performances. It, than anything. Show. it was a full show guys, full show. And it was, you know, there's eye candy for both men and women. So don't think that it's just, you know, women in lingerie, you got the guys out there looking good. And I said, Big Sean, shout out, Janae, I see you, girl. Um, oh, and I I like to add to your uh, gym. Can we just take a moment on um, and give Rihanna her props? She put Victoria's Secret out of business. <laughs> like, I Victoria's mean, Secret, who? Who? I mean, you know, she came with the inclusion. I was going to say skin color, but body types. Absolutely. So, She's so that's something that's something I was going to lead into. Actually, I think I sent you this article, but you know, to your point, she's won so much praise for kind of the inclusivity and diversity of her models, you know, in body size and type. And as you mentioned, in, in diversity, mm -hmm. racial diversity, mm -hmm. but she did have a little bit of a scandal in that the Muslim community was not happy about a particular song that got included in yes. this show, which was, mm -hmm. which used um, an Islamic scripture. Um, so, you know, again, I recommend it. I think it's a great hidden gem, but just know that, you know, she did apologize though. And she was very, you know, resolute in the fact that this wouldn't yes, happen again. Was. It was unfortunate oversight, but, um, you know, she did have to overcome a little bit of controversy, but again, the show was phenomenal. So that was, um, hidden gem number one, hidden gem number two, humans on Amazon. There are currently three seasons available. Um, Gemma Chan, AKA Astrid from Crazy Rich Asians 
really leads this cast. Um, it is essentially another She's one that's gorgeous. She is, I love her so much. It's another one that is really focused on um, robots and them kind of gaining consciousness and the dynamic between that and humanity. Um, and I, I just watched season three. I had watched the first two seasons. And I think season three for me was so much more palpable, probably just because of this moment that we're in. And as Black people, us trying to reckon with, um, you know, trying to fight for, continually fight for our humanity. And that was such a big theme mm -hmm. in season three that it got me a little emotional. And again, I know this is fantasy. I know this is robots, but just that correlation right now and how vivid some of the moments were in terms of the violent interaction between the robots and the humans um, mm -hmm. got to me a little bit, but I still think the the series is fantastic. I think if you get into, you know, the Westworlds and, and Ex Machina and some of those, I think you'll really enjoy this. Yes. So it's, it's definitely a hidden gem for me because I haven't really heard too many people talk about this series and I think no. it's worth a look. Um, the last hidden gem that I have, I told you I was going to have one particular singer, but literally last night I changed it because I have a true hidden gem in this little 11 year old girl named Leomani Segura, who has the voice of a freaking angel. I was on TMZ and Deborah Cox, there's a Deborah Cox challenge yeah. going on right now for nobody's mm -hmm. supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And Deborah shouted out this little girl as being somebody who just blew her away with her performance. So I found this little girl on Instagram, um, at Leomani Sings, and she's just vocally on a whole nother level. And again, she's 11. And so I, the, I think the future is just so bright for her. I love a vocalist. I know you love a vocalist. Absolutely. So, a singer. Um, okay. Girl, I just encourage everybody <laughs> to go check her out. Um, you know, she covers everything from, you know, the Deborah Cox to, you know, all the great singers, in my opinion, Kelly Clarkson, like a bunch of great vocalists Dude. who you wouldn't think an 11-year-old could hit some of these notes. Sullivan. I have not looked through all of them, but if she covers a Jasmine Sullivan song, girl, she has the voice for those runs. Let me just she has say. the range. She, she has, has the range. range. So I, you know, go check her out. She, I think she's going to be, she's going to be doing her thing in the years to come. And those are my hidden gems for this week. Thank you so much, Ashley. We did it. We so did it. Man, I hope you guys, again, are really enjoying this. We know that there's so much content out there for you to consume. We so appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and, and get into it with us. As Laura mentioned, you can now reach us via social media at Recapping Podcast on IG and Twitter. We also have a Gmail if you want to reach out to us there. Yes. What is our Gmail, Delora? Is it Recapping Podcast? Yes. It's recappingpodcast at gmail.com. So please, guys, shoot us. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're watching, just any thoughts that you have. And we hope to continue to bring you recapping with Delora and Ashley every week. Yes. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll get something spooky on the, on the books here. <sighs> She's trying to push me towards the spooky, guys. We've had a discussion. I am not a horror enthusiast, but for the culture, I will do this for you. For the culture only. But uh, but but again, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Delora, as always, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Always. Bye.